This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Jamie, you're on mute, mate. Hi guys, this is Chris Lyons. I'm Gerald Sabon. Marcus Hudgay. David Lucas. I'm Glenn Lovens. I'm Daniel Pudil. And I love listening to Wednesday Till I Die podcast. Hello and welcome to the Wednesday Till I Die podcast. Uh, in today's episode, we're going to be talking about the retained list, but it's more like a release list to be to be honest. Ten players have been let go, so to speak, and uh, that's what we're going to be uh, talking about today. Uh, also, I'm joined by Jamie. How are you going, mate? You all right? Yeah, not bad. More cheers. Good, good stuff. Now, it's not just me and Jamie today. We've also got a guest with us. Now, a few weeks ago, you remember that we were joined by Alex Miller. Now, this week, we're joined by his, his other half, so to speak, Sheffield Star Wednesday writer, Mr. Joe Cran. Uh, hi, Joe. How's it going, mate? You all right? All good. Uh, I can't live up to Alex's standards, though. He's far better at his job than I am. <laughs> no worries. Now, uh, unlike Alex, you're actually, you know, you were born in Sheffield, weren't you, in a massive, uh, massive Wednesday night, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, lifelong for me since. Um, kind of a, a dream job coming back to Sheffield to to write about the football club that I support. And then, um, yeah, it's not gone great. <laughs> no, you could uh, you could say that. I mean, you're in South Africa, weren't you? Don't you wish you'd yeah. stayed over there? <laughs> um, weather-wise, I'm looking out the window today and, yeah, so I won't lie, sometimes <laughs> sometimes after seeing how this season's gone, you think, was this the right idea? Um, but, yeah, like, look, jokes aside, you know, you... Um, so you you make decisions in your life based on the stuff that you have available to you at that time, and um, you know it is what it is, and I I don't regret it because what's the point? You know what's the point in regretting anything? I've got to cover Wednesday for a year. It's been it's been really interesting. It's nice to be back home in Sheffield, see my old friends and stuff. But um, yeah, pros and cons to everything you do in life, and it's been an interesting year, put it that way. But not not only that, I'm not being funny. In fact, if I were, if if you said to any Wednesday fan. Like a sixteen-year-old or whatever, when you know you can't play from professional, like, would you do you want to write about Wednesday when they're in League Two? Everyone would want to do it, mate. Never mind Championship, wouldn't they? So exactly, yeah. And that, that was kind of my kind of my logic when I when I came back was that um, I think I mentioned it in one of my first sort of pieces that I did was you know if you'd asked fifteen, sixteen-year-old Joe what he wanted to do, um, covering Wednesday was probably quite high at the top of that list. I got a picture of me interviewing Richard Wood when I was about twelve. <laughs> um, so it's been in the it's been in the works for a while. 
Now, before we uh, before we get on to you know this uh, this retain list and what have you, now I just want to mention that we've uh, you know to all, all your listeners that are listening uh, that we've opened our Patreon, so you can now uh, now all sign up. Now, for those that don't know. From the start of the season, all our interviews are going to be uh, available to all our members, uh, including all of the back back catalogue as well. Now, uh, to sign up, just go to patreon.com forward slash WTID pod. The uh, link is in the show description as well. Now, we've got three tiers, the first of which is the Atinuyu tier, aptly named. Um, with that, you're just simply you know, showing your support for the for the podcast, dealt with the costs, etc. We've also got a Kieran Lee tier, which uh, unlocks the player interviews, and then David Hurst tier as well, which uh, uh, you'll get invites to join us on the interviews and personally ask your questions to your guests. I've been speaking to a lot of people today that have signed up tonight and stuff like that as well, so thanks for everyone that has. Joe's already said that he's going to sign up and he doesn't just want to pay a thing, he wants the top price, he wants to pay quadruple because he loves it that much, so... <laughs> It's quite good. You, you, you vastly overestimate how much we earn as journalists, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean, you know, Jamie, you just mentioned that. I just want to give a you know, personal shout out to you know, Wes Morris, uh, Chris, I'm going to do his surname a real in, injustice here. Uh, R, is that, I think that's how you pronounce it? Yeah, I think, I think it's uh, uh, Yeah, sorry, Chris, I do apologise for that. Uh, Jason Gibson, Andrew Mosby, Daniel Worthington, James Napton, Sam Mitchell, Graham Butler, and Declan Neal. They've all signed up pretty much straight away. So thanks, guys. For, uh, for your support. Before we move on again, Declan Neal, right, he's amazing. He's a young lad, right? I mess- he messaged him on Facebook, just something random because he commented on a post about you know, two days ago. And he literally replied going, oh my God, I can't believe it. You could, I, I couldn't believe it when you even added as a friend, never mind messages. But I'm, I'm, we're so happy because we're listening to your podcast all the time and we love you and James. And it was just so, so nice. You won't believe it, right? And I'm like, oh, Sam, mate, thanks a lot for that and stuff. And then his message is now nah, saying he's done David Ayers one. I went, right, so we're going for a pint now. So we're going for a pint with him next week, Jim. Good stuff. Now we'll get we'll get we'll get straight into it now then. We've done we've done all that uh, thing we need to do before. So uh, so yeah, the list has come out eagerly anticipated. Everyone's been like chomping a bit for it to for it to be released. Obviously Yeah, now I get it, messages and messages every single day. Oh, I bet you were sick of it, weren't you, George? <laughs> Honestly, me and Alex are just like can 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 it please please be released now? Like <laughs> we, please can they just release this list and we can so I move on with our lives because it is it is a obviously it's a big it's a big it's a big deal and it I think it helps draw a line under what's been a genuinely miserable season so um I think a lot of people were looking forward to that just to like I say call it a day on that so you can move on to the next thing yeah I mean I'll, I'll just run through the names of the uh those that have been released for those that don't know if you don't know but where have you been living under a rock or something maybe but uh Yus Van Arken, Kareem Harris, Elias Kachunga, Tom Lees, Matt Penner Moses Adebayo, Joey Pelipesi, Adam Reach, Jordan Rose, and Kieran Westwood have all been all been released. Uh, obviously, Izzy Brown and Jack Marriott have both gone back to their uh, parent club as well. Who would you have kept, Joe? Just personally, like from being a Wednesday fan, not no journalist or like that. Who would you have personally kept? Um, it's tough to say, really, because I think I, I said it a, a while back. I think sometimes you do just hit a natural end of the road. Um, and I think you look at someone like Adam Reach, for instance, and, you know, Reach is not a League One footballer. Um, no, he's been linked to Norwich. Yeah, and, and to be honest, I said it a long time ago. I think you might have seen, I think we spoke about it on Twitter. I think people, a lot of people seem to think that Wednesday have had a bad season, so and they, they think these players are all awful, so they're going to struggle to get clubs. I would not be at all surprised to see Adam reaching a Premier League squad next season. Um, I said it 
weeks ago and I, I, the, obviously the Norwich links come up now. Um, but I think for, for Reach, for instance, as much as he would be, you know, quality-wise would be ridiculous for League One, he is a, a player that I think probably needed to leave Wednesday and, and Wednesday probably needed to move on from him. And I think the same goes for Jordan Rhodes. With, with that, Joel, you saying that, so you've listened to our podcast, right? And you've seen, you must have seen how much I stick up for, um, for Reach myself, like nonstop, because especially when I spoke to Alex, when I, I already liked Reach enough as it was, and I spoke to Alex and he says, the person that does the most off the ball, being in the ground and not just seeing where the ball is, is Adam Reach and things like this. And like I was saying in previous weeks, when you've got Reach crossing it in for, I don't know, when you're going to crush it in for Fletcher, Fletcher all the time and Jow and Hooper and all this, he's going, he's going to get 100 assists because of the type of players he's crossing it in for. When he's crossing it in, I don't know, Patterson, and you've got all these different players, Kachunga, all that, he's not going to get as many assists. You know what I mean? That's a, that, that's a, a simple fact. And I think the easiest way of looking at it as fans is, when that, that when that list came out, team list, I know for a fact, all Wednesday fans would have felt like this, right? If if we'd have kept reach, and um, I don't know, if we'd have kept reach in Westwood, I'm happy to stay to be good in League One in Westwood. Yeah, we had to keep him as a legend. But because we didn't, yeah, he had to move on. He's too old. Do you know what I mean? No matter what, no matter who we kept, it would, the feeling would have been like, it would have been happy either way, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I think, I think it was, you know, for me, with a, with a lot of them, it was just a case of, um, when you say, just the end of the line. And, and yeah, and, and the wages were just not feasible. You know, Jordan Rhodes has gone and signed him signed himself a three-year contract to Uddersfield in the Championship, you know, like... I'd like to know how much money Jordan Rhodes has, has signed that deal for. To be fair, obviously everyone talks about, you know, if he'd been reported to be on, what, 35, 40 grand or something like that when he were at Wednesday. I'd, I'd love to know how much he's actually, you know... I, I, I don't think you ever really know know those things. You see what's sort of, what's yeah. reported and stuff and what, what gets said on these websites with, like, Sheffield Wednesday salaries on him. And, you know, I would put money on the fact that they're not right um <laughs> I, just, I just i just don't think it's public knowledge i don't think it's you know obviously when you get to the top end you know people talk a lot about you know guys earning 200k a week all that kind of thing but i think when it, at our level i just don't think it's really spoken about and it's why i don't really sort of touch on wages because it is just a it's a bit of a it's quick sandy a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Well, what you... about this, Joe? The players that have been fingered, they said they haven't been paid, right? And all this. There's all they're saying is they haven't been paid this, they haven't been paid that. So all these players haven't been paid, apparently. Have they all just left and thought, yeah, no worries then. We're, we're gonna we, we have the pay. Do you know what I mean? It's, everyone can speculate whatever they want about anything, but no one really, really knows. Do you know what I mean? But also going back to that with reach, would not just only reach, who would you have kept like personally, like I said, Joe? Who would you who would you have kept if you could if you could have had the choice, who would you have kept? Um, I think personally, I think Odabajo could have done a job in League One. Um, I, I, I thought Mel was coming into his own a little bit in that that left that sort of wing back position, um, and I think he could have done a job in League One. Tom Lee's, I think I've, I've spoken a lot about Tom Lee's. I think he's, um, you know, proper old school centre back, good pro, great professional. I don't think Tom Lee's fits in with a Darren Moore style of play, though. I, I don't, I, I just don't think he does like that. So. You're right in what you say. He's like old school, but I don't think Darren Moore wants old school, does he? Really? No, no, not particularly. Um, I just think uh, for me, I think he would have been a really good centre back in League One. And um, but that being said, I I didn't look at that list and go, oh no, I can't believe we're not keeping that person because yeah. I think, like as, as I mentioned before, yeah. I do think there's an end of the road there that was that was coming that's been needed for a long time. 
and League One is going to be sort of the the straw that broke the camel's back, so to speak, in that sense. And I think that in many ways it could actually be good for us. Yeah, I mean, I, I said uh, I don't know if last week or week before I was saying that. The, the squad of players that we've got is that much like negativity because like for the past couple of seasons we've been down here but all the, like all the last season we have literally been in relegation zone you know minus 12 points then it was minus six and what have you it's just all you know we've been losing games left right and center we've had so many different managers i would have saying you know clean slate get rid of not get rid of lots of them but well looks like we have got rid of most of them really haven't we but kind of start afresh and get some players in that, that are hungry to you know, to play for Sheffield Wednesday, play for Darren Moore in League One. You know, they've got nothing. You know, all past is gone. They don't. Well, they're, they're, other than looking at you know the clubs got relegated, they don't know what's happened and stuff. And we can start again and actually have some a buzzing and excitement around the football club for once, rather than having people looking back and thinking, mm, you know, yeah, do you know what I mean? Like that were crap. And sure, yes yeah. or no, we'll ban you at the start of the season. Honestly, I, I I'd like to a yes or no but from the conversations we've had it sounds very much like Barry wants to help Wednesday get back up again yeah but yeah the the fact of the matter is that I, I genuinely and I, I know that Bannon splits opinion a little bit in in the Wednesday fan base but for me Barry Bannon walks into every single championship squad uh, yeah. I'm not saying he starts every game for every team but I think he I think every single team in the championship would have him um yeah. As a free transfer, especially, um, you know, now obviously there's a little bit because he, he signed that contract and he said that there's no clause again. I think that's a, a mark of the man, really, because it would be quite easy for him to have stuck a relegation clause in there given the situation. Um, I personally, I would be surprised if Barry is with us next season purely because I think there will be a lot of people knocking on the door for him. But, yeah, that but, do, being but do, said, do you think do you think teams are going to be buying it? I don't think teams are going to be buying anyone. You look at we've it's not, we've, it's not a buying market. Not yeah, all, we've we've released ten players that just from just Sheffield Wednesday. That's just one one team. You look at all the other lists that people you know, and Bristol City had a, a list that were equally as big as well. That teams are releasing players left, right, and centre. Now I don't know how big squads are, but <clears> if, you, if you had a squad of say twenty eight players, then you, you're probably going to be it's going to be twenty five this season. You know what I mean? There's going to be players getting le- left out all, all over the show. So why would you go out as a as a chairman or a manager go out and spend one, two, three, four million on a player when you can pick up two of them on a free? Do you know what I mean? When when you know we had fans in the in the in the ground, I'll tell you why coming in. So I don't think people are going to be buying players. At I'll all. tell you why, mate. I'll tell you why because a team like Brentford, a team like Brentford, for example, they're amazing at buying and selling, so that they don't win that playoff final and they don't go up. Right, you've got Ivan Tony, that other kid or whatever that aren't going to stay. They'll be like thinking of Watkins were last year. They're going to get another 10, 15, 20 million for them players, and then a team like Brentford would pay two two million, whether it's for banning one million percent, one million percent. Yeah, that's but, what they do. They rebuild. Like yeah, I, I, I can. <laughs> Yeah. To, to sort of play devil's advocate, I kind of agree with Elfia. I, I I think what you're saying, James, is is spot on. It's going to be a it's going to be a loan and free free agent market. There's absolutely no doubt in my mind there. But yeah. that doesn't mean there aren't teams that are no. would, yeah, like wouldn't James be willing said, to yeah. pay. And and I think that that what it'll probably come down to with with Bannon because I don't doubt there's going to be interest. Um, look, I'll 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 say as, as a Wednesday, I you know take my journalistic hat off as a Wednesday. <laughs> I, I would absolutely love Bannon to be there next season because I I mean. He, there is absolutely no chance that he's a League One footballer. He's he's far too good to be in that league. And if you can have a player like him there, um, I think it'd do us the world of good. But um, yeah, I, I do think there's going to be plenty of interest in him. 
And ultimately, because he signed this new contract, it'll come down to valuation. That's going to be the long and short of it. I think what the main thing about it is as well, like he signed a new deal, right? So he's saying he wants to be here. I'm not, I know if he goes, there'll be some idiots that say, oh, he, didn't, he never wanted to be a barber. He did it for money. For a start, he didn't do it for money because he just, he just stayed and got a free transfer somewhere. He wouldn't have had total clubs. And either way, money cannot be brought be, into it with, with Bannon. Absolutely cannot. Because the money he could have made by staying in the championship and getting himself a signing on fee by going to a different championship club, he no, will have earned more than staying at Wednesday, no doubt. He's happy with his kid and everything. I see his Instagram at all times. He's happy. He, mess- he messages us like with random things and stuff like this. He's just such a nice kid. And if he goes, it will be because it, we will have like, accept an offer for him. And it sort of not feels pushed out, but he's, he's sort of helped us both ways. Because even if we go, so we've got money for him instead of if he'd, he could have eaten, just not signed a contract and gone. We all know that. Yeah, we all know he, that. He, would, he would have walked into another club. Oh, yeah. Absolutely walked into another club. They've been queuing up yep. to uh, queuing up to sign him, and like, like you just said, Jim, I, I, I think he's settled here. You know, he's just proposed to his missus as well, so he's got other things on his mind. Now he? he probably just wanted everything sorted. He wanted to know that he's got a club, you know, know that he got a you know a team to play for next season or for however many seasons it's going to be, and you know, and just settle down and what have you. Because I think people forget. I think people sometimes put the football manager heads on, and they think that players are just going to sign for anyone where, wherever it is, up and down country, um, but. At the end of the day, these players. I mean, you know more than more than us. The the human beings aren't the end of the day. Do you know what I mean? Like you get to talk to them on yeah, a personal absolutely. level, and you know you probably talk about a lot of things other than what gets published and stuff. Well, for a right? start, James, James, Joe, did you see that plane fly over? Right, to say, will you marry? Well, whatever he said, you know, behind when he were on holiday. Yeah. Like, there's no way would Barry Bannon have paid me to fly that plane over there if he weren't staying at Wednesday. <laughs> no way. Some of the some of the players that have been being released now. This this one, me and when it got announced, me and Jamie have a bit of a split opinion on this one. Kadeem Harris. Now, for me, I'm glad he's gone because I didn't th- as you know as much as you know. So, so, so before, before before we, before you go on there, James, I think it is worth pointing out, and I, I, it seems to me the idea of from a lot of fans is that if these players have been released, it's because the club didn't want them. And that's not necessarily the case. No. These players have been released because of conversations that have taken place. Those conversations may well have gone, no matter what you say, I don't, I don't want to be here. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and I think, like I, I saw, for instance, I'm trying to think who I, who I saw something from. Um, for example, like Jordan Rhodes, Jordan Rhodes would have probably gone into it saying... He's probably had talks with Huddersfield already. He's like, I want yeah, to play. Yeah, he, he would have said, there is yeah. nothing you can put on the table to me that would make me want to stay here. And that's his prerogative. You know what I mean? Like, I think fans like to get a bit aggro about this kind of stuff. But ultimately, everyone, they're, all, they're just doing what we do. You know, we, we go through our lives looking after ourselves, trying to, trying to sort of Look, take the best decision that's, that is for us. And I've, that's I've the, said that the way I see it is. I've said that all along. If you worked at Tesco for twenty years and that's the whole place you've worked, and then Morrison's come along and offered you twice as much money, uh, you say, where do I sign? Yeah, but, yeah, but the thing is, the thing is, you two are wrong here. Like, and I don't, I hate proving people wrong, but you are both wrong because you, Karen on Facebook said that said that Rhodes didn't agree, and she's like, <laughs> she, no, 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 but she told no. Honestly, she knows one of Kitman, so you two can say all you want, but Karen said that, so I know what but, but yeah, so, sorry, just going back to what you were saying, James, <laughs> with, with regards to like, um, sort of players leaving, I do think that 
it is important to say that some of these guys, you know, I'll tell you what it was. And just the mere mention of his name annoys people, but Joey Pelopese. So mm. with, with Joey, someone said to me, I've never rated him and it looks like Darren thinks the same. And all I, I, all I thought was, how do you know that Darren's made that decision? Yeah. You know, maybe, yeah. maybe Joey just didn't want to stay. Maybe he wants to go back to Holland. I'm not saying it's either way because I don't know. You know, I, I haven't spoken to Joey. I haven't spoken to Darren about it, either of those things. Yeah. But my point is that Joey Pelopesi could have left Sheffield Wednesday, not because Wednesday didn't want to keep him, because he didn't want to stay in the UK. He didn't want to stay at the club anymore. Yeah, that, and to, to be fair, that, that's quite a good good you know point to make as well. Like another different slant to put on it. Like you said, it's not they've not all been queuing up saying, please, Darren, please keep me on for another season. I want to play in League One. They might have, you know, somebody, like you've already, I've just alluded to Jordan Rhodes, he's already had offers and he's already signed already. It's like, I don't think his contract's even ended, has it? Um, do you know no, I mean? July 1st. I think with Paul Yepesi, I think what it is, is like, I, I think you'd both agree with me on this, that you, he wears his heart on his sleeve and he loves, I think you could tell he loved being here, loved the playing as far as he got, he had passion sort of, so I think what it is, when we had that list release sort of thing, I think what it was is you sort of gather 99% in your head sort of thing, like when Reuters been released, for example, he, he wanted to go sort of thing, like Paul Yepesi, I think I can, I can, obviously I can't guarantee, but if I can, if he'd have been offered a good contract or whatever, I reckon he'd have loved to have stayed. And then you look at other players like, I don't know. I don't just. I don't know. Just for example, you can tell. Said that it was Izzy Brown that we he went on loan and he was released. That's because Cub definitely didn't want him here because of what he's like and whatever. Whereas, so, so just as an example, there. Sorry to interrupt you, mate. Just as an example, there. So, like, we you talk talk about sort of sticking around because he likes being there. Jos van Arkens just just signed for a club and could potentially be playing in Europe yeah, at some point. Yeah, Alex, told do you know what I mean? Like, like it's, it's, I think with, with Joey, it's slightly different because he could quite easily go and sign for a, a club in Holland or in Belgium that's going to be playing Europa League football next season. So I think, you know, the difference between League One, maybe, yeah, maybe there is an element of the British pyramid and all that kind of stuff. But when you're a foreign player with those kind of options, it's different because you're not looking at signing for another championship. You're, you're, you're looking at, going from a League One option to, you know, playing in the Europa League and playing against, potentially, as we've seen this season, playing against the likes of Man United and that. I'm excited. I'm excited for next season, to be honest, I really am. Me too. I, I promised myself I wouldn't let it happen and then it took about two weeks after it's finished and I'm already like, right, let's see what Darren can do now. It just thinking of it, the best memories I have at Hartlepool that season when we went up, it was just the best memories I've had as a Wednesday fan. Obviously, the playoff final when we lost, that, that was an amazing season, but just being a kid and going there and all the, le- the rebuilding, buying these players no one knew, Bangalore's and going to shit grounds and winning all time and just singing all day and going to different... It would, I loved it. Yeah, the Cardiff playoff final, I think, is still my best memory as a yep. football fan today. Yep, definitely. To sorry. You can remember, I just remember the best thing ever was when, when Drew Talbot ran the keeper, yeah, and he hit it in there. I, I, only time every month I've, I look, just looked up and I just started crying my eyes out. I'm thinking, right, we're going to have West Ham, Wolves, all these teams, do you know what I mean? That we're gonna, it just it was the best feeling, ever, the best feeling I've, I've ever had as fan when, when Drew Talbot rounded that keeper. I, I don't like to talk about that game because I was that game where I missed two at four goals, didn't I? But anyway, we'll, we'll go. Yeah, I know. Um, I mean, just one, one thing uh, I want to mention as well is obviously we've, we've 
kept quite a few. Well, I say quite a few. There's quite a few names on uh, under twenty three list that uh, that have signed new contracts for for next season. Is there anyone on that? I mean, I'll just read them out: Josh Dawodu, Charles Hagen, Josh Render, Ryan Gallagher. They haven't Lewis. signed yet, by the way. Have they not? No, they've been offered contracts, but they haven't signed yet. Right. Okay. <laughs> Those is three. The, is the so Louis, I'll just carry on reading that list: Lewis Farmer, Luke Jackson, Declan Thompson, and Liam Waldock. Is there any players on that list that you've you, that you've seen any any anything from that you think oh he's he's a dab and or whatever? I, I really like the look of Liam Waldock personally. Okay, I Good. think um, I think Waldock's got a lot about him. Um, sort of obviously we've been limited this season because because of COVID. I haven't got to as many yeah. under twenty three games and under 18s games as I as I wanted to in that, but. Um, yeah, from what I've seen of, of the little, I, admittedly, the little I've seen Liam Waldock, he looks like a, a good player. I've heard a lot of good things about Charles Hagen, but I've not got a chance to watch him too much. And he's been injured um, for most of this season. Yeah, he's, 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 he's had a battle this season, but he finished the season really strongly. Um, and he's, yeah, there's definitely a player in there. But yeah, I think for me, Waldock's, of those ones you mentioned, Waldock's one to watch. Um, and obviously one you didn't mention there, who I, uh, who I think could, potentially go quite a long ways around Galvin I think Galvin is is has got yeah. a lot of potential um, one of the interesting things the first time I watched him play was with the under 23s I went to Hillsborough sort of early in the season went to watch the under 23s and he stuck out by not sticking out if that makes sense he yeah. just did everything right there was nothing flashy about him but he played left back and he just was solid just so comfortable <laughs> in everything that he did um, and yeah, I, I think League One is going to be really interesting for that group of players because I, I think that now you look at them as as championship footballers, and I'm not sure that they're they're there yet. No, but League One, I think they got a chance. Things I want to ask, two things I want to say to you as well, uh, Joe. So per, your personal opinion, or whether you can tell us more or not. So for a start, Alex Alex um, Hunt, I don't rate him personally, and I did at first. I thought he had a bit of potential. I, I don't rate him personally at all. And then Liam Shaw. What um and no what what did you get the, the the whole situation with him? What did you gather from that? The Liam Shaw situation is interesting. Um, for me, it's <laughs> he's ultimately gone somewhere where he's got a chance of playing European football, where he'll be getting paid more, where he's playing for, a, and you know, it probably will pain Wednesday nights to hear it playing for a bigger club. <clears throat> um, he, he's getting he... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no comment. <laughs> um, but yeah, you, you know, like it's for him, it genuinely is a no-brainer. You know, it's a, as a free transfer, it really is a no-brainer. But I think the the most frustrating thing for me is that it should never have come to this because no. you look at the situation and in the current climate with the rules changing with British players and the work permit rules and all that kind of stuff, there is absolutely no chance that Liam Shaw should have ended up in his last six months that this should have been sorted a long time ago. And the same with Asazi Urugidi now. Yeah. Asazi is in a situation where he's going to leave. And with, 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 oh, it'll be worse because he's hardly been at the club that long. So compensation will be literally next to nothing. Um, he's got a European passport because he was born in Holland. So, you know, you've got, rather than just like a couple of clubs in, in the UK knocking about with Asazi, you've got Club Bruges and Sporting and people like that who are asking questions about him. So you know, is he not the, yet? these. No, no, no. He's not signed yet. Now he's been offering. Sign it straight away, won't you? No, not really. 
because you've got you've got to look at your options. You've got to look at what's available. He's got to wait till he's had sort of conversations with Darren about the way forward. I think for me with with Asazi, from the conversations that I've had, Darren Moore could play a massive part in Asazi staying. Um, That's the thing as well. Like if he if he stays, for me, he's guaranteed to start pretty much every single game next season. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like whereas yeah. if he goes to a like you said, Sporting Lisbon, Bruges, or another club in Championship, he's he's gonna have to like break into the first team and prove himself, which you know could be a challenge, which is more than you know more than capable of doing. But yeah. as a footballer, the, to to know, the, you know young as well, if he can get a full season yeah. behind his belt, you know that then. That, yeah, but the thing is, I, I think with these things, it's all about weighing up everything. And I, and I think it's it's easy to look very sort of black and white about it. But, you know, you look at a situation, for instance, with Asazi, and this is, we're talking hypotheticals here, right? Yeah. Say, say Asazi goes, right, exactly what James has just said. I'm going to play a lot of games there. Darren really likes me. You know, I can go and I can, you know, I can stick around, I can make a real go with this. So he signs a three-year deal at Wednesday. And then... Two months into the season, Darren Moore gets fired. Yeah, the next and, manager and comes Tony in. Pulis comes in like what he's yeah. like what he's been talking about. And then he, about, he can't get a game. Yeah, he get, can't get a game, and yet he's got a three-year contract. Wednesday aren't known for their um, transfer dealings, um, so then literally Asazi spends the next three years, basically hoping that a manager change comes along again. And I think these are the things that people have to take into account when you're talking about player contract. Um, and and why it's not always so black and white as going, look, this this is a really positive thing, and this is a negative thing. So I'm going to take the positive route because everything can change so rapidly. And and one thing I will say from the people that I've spoken to, with Asaze, he is a very grounded, very level-headed individual. It and seems it. One thing that I can almost guarantee is that whatever decision he makes now will have absolutely nothing to do with the financials of it. He the, the next decision that Asazi makes will be based on football. And people might not be able to see it. If he goes and signs for a, a club where people don't think he's going to play, um, that doesn't mean that it's not a football decision because the conversations that he might have had with him might have been, in terms of his career progression, might be where he sees himself and where he wants to be. Um, yeah. Like I say, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that, that Darren can what he needs to say to, to get Asazi to stick around. And, and I, all this is not to say I don't agree with you, James, because I do. I, I think that, you know, a, a season in League One playing regularly would be would doing the world of good. And I think it would make him a, an excellent player. You can see already that he's one of those players that gets better by playing. Yeah. It's not about training. It's not about being with the first team. He gets better by playing football matches at a higher level. And you've seen that over the course of the season because he he's gradually got you know, less raw and more composed in, in the way he goes about his business. Um, and I think that he could potentially be one of Wednesday's best signings of this window if he sticks around and signs a new contract. Yeah. I mean, for me, yeah. it's, it's, like, I know you've said, obviously, it's not just necessarily Darren Moore's decision on these players leaving, but I, th- I think when I first saw it, the first thing I thought, it was like, what a statement of intent it's been. You know, he's oh, not... 100%, like, yeah. He's not, you know, you look at some of the... You know, uh, Adam Reach, 230 appearances. Westwood, 199. Tom Lees, 274. These players have played a hell of a lot of games for Sheffield Wednesday. And he's not like just thought, you know what, I'm going to keep them 
just because I need to keep these players and offer them silly contracts. I know that might have been out of his hands. It might have been uh, down to down to Chancere. But you know, it, we, he's got. We, you know, we've, we've started afresh. He's not been afraid to perhaps make some decisions if they have been his decisions or or not. And you, you look at the people we've kept. You know, uh, that have uh, signed Kieran Brennan and Alex Sun. I know Sam Hutchinson. They were closing his contract, weren't they? But those two players, young young players. Maybe with, maybe with those, it was also um, it was options as well. They had they had options to exercise on on Alex and on on Kieran. So they, look, they were they were never not going to take those because that would have just given them away for free. So I think you know from a, even just purely from a business perspective, they were never going to let those two leave because of the age they are, and you know just because there was the, there's a chance that they have a sell a, a, a sell on value. So um, you just think- hope that they do enough over the next sort of year to to showcase what they can do. And I really desperately hope that if Alex Hunt and Kieran Brennan get a few games under the belt early part of next season, do all right and start playing a level that is sort of quite exciting and keep sort of showing that potential. I just really hope that the club goes right. What do we do to make you sign on for a couple of years? Yeah. Because we cannot afford to be in a position where we keep losing players. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah, was, I think we were down more what I was saying before. It's from the beginning. I think it was like, when he came in, you saw how passionate he were. And he wrote about Bannon. He was saying how brilliant he were and blah, blah, blah. And I think it was his first or second game where he took him off as a sub or something. First time he'd been sub. I can't remember it where, but I can remember thinking, Duke Christ, he's not afraid to make a decision. No, so it, was, it, was, uh, it was red in that, by the way. Would it? Yeah. yeah. Well, the there you go. That, that, yeah. that to me, that to me said, that to me said, like, for whatever reason he did it or whatever. And I was like, yeah, I, I loved him for it. But not only that, it were, it also, Bannon, there were no moaning role. It was just complete respect. Do you know what I mean? There were no like, oh, God, oh, God, you're looking like he, he didn't care. He just, I just, I don't know. I just think it, they've got a sort of an understanding now with players that he wants. Yeah. I, 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 w- I will say, you know, and you don't find this much in football, you don't find, People are sort of universally liked much. Um, you know, the, every, everyone's got sort of people that don't like them and don't like the way they work. Even if it's not on a personal level, they don't like the way they go about their football. You know, like they don't like their coaching, whatever it might be. I have literally not spoken to a single person who's got a bad word to say about Darren. Um, and I think that, you know, you obviously people will say, obviously in press conferences, no one's going to say anything, which is true. You know, no. You're not going to go on a press conference of a player who's going to badmouth the manager. It wouldn't happen that way. But it's more telling the conversations that I have with people that are off the record, that are with, whether it's, play, you know, whether it's with uh, former players, whether it's agents, whether it's people who deal with them 
at the club who aren't even footballers. Like the level of respect that he has and the way that he treats people, um, it's just he he doesn't command respect. He earns it. And I think that is something that is yeah. really exciting about Darren is that he just seems like exactly the sort of person that Wednesday need in charge of the football club at the minute. Now, what, one thing I just want to... Uh... I want to say is I, men- I mentioned it on, on Twitter the, the other day. Now, obviously, we've released all these you know, ten players. I think quite a lot of fans have been thinking, you know what, we're going to be signing loads of players in the in the summer. Now, initially, I, I thought that, but I've been thinking about it, and and I don't I don't think we are going to be signing as many players as what as what people think. I mean, you look at the um, you know look at the, look at the squad that we've got. All right, you know, quite a lot of them are youngsters. I know you've said that not all of them have uh, have, uh, have signed, but you, you can you can make a team out of the out of the players that we've got. I think you, need, you know we need to sign a perhaps a striker or two. There's a couple of positions that we that we do need, but I don't think we're going to be replacing every single player that that's left. I don't think you know we're going to be getting getting some loans in. Obviously, we're looking for you know all free transfers and things like that. Yeah, but I, I don't think you know I, I don't expect to see loads of players coming in this season. I don't know what you I don't know what you think. About, I'm about I'm that. I'm thinking so sort of eight nine. That's mm. that's kind of where I'm thinking. Um, yeah. I don't think they will replace every single one of them, and I think that some will be. I don't think it'll be like for like because I, I do think there'll be quite a lot of youngins coming in, who you know, will uh, not to say that they're being signed for the future because I don't think that they. It's all about looking to the future. It's, it's it is about the here and now, and I think there'll be players who are brought in that, you know, for instance, don't have anywhere near the kind of experience that uh, a Reach or a Westwood or a Lees have got. Um, but you've also got to look at the the rules in League One. Um, I think it's 20 players. You'll have 20 outfield players registered. Um, so you've also got to look at, at that as well. Players yeah, in League One don't, don't count. So, you know, the, the youngsters don't don't fall into that 20-player bracket. Yeah. Um, but there is, a, there is a, a squad limit that you have to adhere to. So, you know, Wednesday are not going to be going out and signing 15, 16 players like that. It's not going to happen. No, um, no. But for me, like I say, I'd be looking at the sort of seven, eight, nine area. That's kind of where I'm expecting to be. So it's still exciting. Even six or seven players, it's still exciting, isn't it? Like, yeah, it is. It is. It is exciting. I remember being excited for Ryan Lowe and people like that. I remember being very excited. O'Grady, all these players that aren't amazing, but they're going to score in League One. I remember just being very excited knowing we could get anyone from more so- yeah, I think it's more so now because it feels like a bit of a breath of fresh air. Um, you know, we've we've to to put it into a, I suppose a bit of an analogy. We've been holding our breath for a year. Yeah, and now yeah. it's almost like someone has allowed us some air, and and I think that's kind of how it feels to be a Wednesday at the minute. Yeah, I mean one one player that I've, I mean I've just been having a look at you know I, I don't take much notice of I don't want to call it the lower leagues <laughs> sounds really bad doesn't it but I've, I've not been the lower leagues at, that we are in well I know exactly I've not been looking at like League One League Two and things but I just had for no I'll, let's have a look and there's a kid in uh, in League Two uh, Paul Mullin uh, for for Cambridge he's banged thirty two goals in and he's out of contract in summer. I mean, now nah, it's not because Cambridge don't want to don't want to keep him. They probably just can't, um, you know, can't offer him the same wages that he's going to going to attract. But I look at someone like that, and I think, is he worth is he worth a punt on? Do you know what I mean? He's, he's banging to you know, yeah, thirty two goals. I think in, there's going to be a lot of signings two. like that. Not not just from a Wednesday perspective. I think there's going to be a lot of signings like that where it's 
you know, it, it's one of those where you, you look at the league below you and go, he could, he could do a job. Um, and, I, and I think that that's kind of probably, well, I think that is the market that, that Wednesday are dealing in now. And I mentioned on Twitter the other day that, you know, Wednesday fans have got to be fully prepared for the fact that there's going to be a lot of signs this, this season who they've not heard of, who they don't think are good enough for the club, all that kind of stuff. And that's not, obviously, that's not all Wednesday nights. But the, the, there's going to be some that do have to sort of sort of just get to the point where it's like, we, this is where we're at now. We're, we're fi- I think the way I said it was, we're fishing in a different pond. And, you know, the, we'll, we'll see, we'll start to see the movements on that sort of in the next week or so. Because the, the way that it's going to work is because of these this free agent market and because of this, um, the, the loan situations that we're going to find ourselves in, the teams that don't get promotion, they're going to go fishing. You know, the teams yeah, yeah. that get to the playoff final and then don't make it, then they start picking off the teams that were below them, the teams who were, like you say, someone who, say, got to the League One playoff final, didn't make it, they're going for the, the League Two top scorer, that kind of thing. And it's going to happen all the way through and it's almost like a, a domino effect that happens. So, you know, you look at the championship payout playoff <laughs> is a perfect example. Brentford don't go up, just like Jamie mentioned earlier. Brentford don't go up they sell 45, 50 million pounds of the players. Yeah. They're coming knocking for a lot of people. And then that, wh- wh- whoever they buy from, then has a little bit of money to go spend in somewhere else. And that's just how it's going to work this window. Yeah. I think um, with me, like to this week, I saw, I speak to two people I know very well, like really well. And one is Jaden Stockley, who are on loan at Charlton. And put, put it this way, he won't, he won't like coming to it. He won't like, anyway, I'm not going to. Can't really get into it, whatever. But um, and the other one's Joe Ironside. So he used to play for United when he was younger. Nicest lad ever. Nicest lad ever. But we aren't taking. Well, I'm, I'm taking piss out of him. But he's. I have a laugh with him all the time. Like, how the hell are you playing in League Two and stuff? And he's like, I know. Blah blah. Is it same league as Wednesday? Same league as Wednesday next season. And you look at these teams that have in there. Yeah, the Cambridge come up. They've come up, but they can't. Players like Joe and that. He's. I love him and stuff. But he's. He's not good enough to play in, in League One against Wednesday. That sort of thing. And. We've just got to now these players like Johnson, Clark, Harris, or whatever that's gone up with Peter, but things like that. That might have been risk when we were linked with him that we needed to take at time, but we obviously had now and now he's in division, but above us, where one below and stuff. And I just think from now, you've just got to, from starting straight from start of season, every single person that club, like when we had Semedo and stuff on podcast before, just needs to, from the backroom staff, to coming into the club to when you walk into kitchens in, in, dinner all when they have the dinner again everyone smiling everyone like knowing each other and everyone just being together from the start before it even kicks off yeah and that is something that Darren is trying to build and I know that you know I, I've spoken to people yeah. that you know he's he's one of those guys who is making sure that he gets to know everybody's first name whether it's the receptionist or you know whether it's someone who is above him and can tell him what to do he, he's making sure that he's on first name terms with people because he wants to sort of create that family atmosphere again yeah, I mean, one thing you mentioned on on Twitter, I, mean, I don't know, yesterday or the day before, uh, that I, you know commented on you. You were saying how like you know people have got to realize that, we're, like you said, you know, we're fishing a different market. We're not going to be signing the the, the players that we were signing three, four, five years ago. You know, like your hoopers and, yeah. and people. And, like and, that. and I hope people remember what it was like before we got promoted in you know from at Cardiff. What it was like before we got promoted in two thousand twelve. And yeah, the sort of players that, that played such a massive part in those promotions were not box office footballers. You know, you yeah. look at you look back at sort of the way the, the role that Glenn Whelan and Chris Brunt and Lee Bullen played in in the 
the the Cardiff promotion. They were nobodies. They're the sort of yeah, they were they were nobodies and, and have since gone on to have very good careers. And you know, that's where Wednesday are now. We're back down into that position again. And that's okay, you know, that is just what it is now. There's no point sort of worrying about it. And what the only thing you can say now is to sort of trust the process and with with Darren in charge. I think for me, Darren, Darren's appointment was possibly the only good thing that came out of last season. Um, yeah. And and if he's given if he's given sort of the key to the the key to the club and allowed to do his job, then as you both said, I think it is quite an exciting time. I just hope that there's no unfair expectations that if we don't finish in a top two next season, that he, he's not good enough and that he can't do the job because. You know, he, he needs to be given time to to get the ship back on track. And I, I agree, John. All, like you've just said there, the main thing about it, like, is when he come, I think when he come, you'll agree that for the first time ever, since we've had a manager since Carlos, I think that we all sort of, if, when we lost against Rotherham, we were all like, well, he was good again. But I think everybody, don't, not just when he, I don't know where he is, when he come, fantastic, come, fantastic, come, fantastic. Is that likeable? That as soon as he come, we didn't even care. If we went down, we didn't really care because we had him sort of thing. Whereas before, it was always this person's fault, that person's fault. However, with him, we lose last game at season and we've not won in however many games before, but it would never more shit. I don't like, do you know what I mean? Never any, like, if it had been any other manager, he's not good enough. He's not getting playing right. He's not this, he's not that. But with him, there was just so much not like leeway. But, you know, if you know what I mean, there was so much like yeah. respect. I, I, don't remember, I don't remember a Wednesday manager for a long time who was this universally um, approved by the by the fans when he came in. Because even look back to Carlos, there was a lot of... We didn't know who you were. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, it wasn't negative. It was just like, we don't know who this person is. Whereas with Darren, it, it genuinely felt like everyone was like, excellent, this is a good appointment. And I think that that is, you know, you it obviously took longer than people wanted. And, you know, you can say... Why wasn't it done earlier? We don't know. You know, we don't know what conversations went on there. But it it is a right step. It is a step in the right direction, and I think that it's a decision that that Chancery has taken that is genuinely good. And and I think that you know he now has to to back him, and we just got to wait and see what happens with Darren now because he's got a he's got a big big window ahead where. He has to effectively rebuild the squad. And not only that, Joe, um, with him as well more, I think, you know, when you look at him, you think, you know, he's, he's, he's such a nice, like, a big fan of giant, and that's what everyone says and stuff. And you can't imagine being really angry and stuff like that sort of thing. But what you get, when you said university likes, you're right, because you sort of, university likes, you've got like Jurgen Klopp. Do you know what I mean? Like, even though if they're successful, if they're not successful, whatever, if they get sacked, if they, whatever they do with this, it's like bless him, or it's never like ha, you were annoying, or like beheaded, like yeah. or whatever. But with him, when he come, watch it, listening to players from other any club they played for, they respected him as a player, they loved him as a player. If he made mistakes at West, but I remember when he played at West, probably made mistakes. They, they didn't hate him because they loved him as a person. And as a manager, yeah. all you've heard of everyone is that he's got that much respect, and that will be able. You don't want to see his bad side, believe me. Like he obviously does get angry and does drill oh, things into yeah, people. Yeah, there is, yeah, there is no way. Yeah, yeah. There's no way that a, a guy who played centre back in the era that he plays in, played in, sorry, doesn't have a bit of a an angry side if he if he needs to. Um, and I think that's something that some fans are. One of the criticisms I have heard of him 
um, is that he doesn't show enough passion on the sideline, which personally I think is bullshit because I'd, I'd much rather have a, a manager who knows what he's doing than someone just screams and shouts for the sake of it on the sideline. Can do. Uh, yeah, so Jamie, you've got a bit, bit of news about a new job, haven't you? Yeah, it's classmate. And um, I haven't said no to no one on Facebook yet. I've only told my close friends and family. Um, but it's, it is massive if you've heard... Joe, have you heard of it, by the way? Bongo Bingos? I have not. Sorry, I haven't been back long. Oh, you're joking. Right, well, have a look at it after this. Basically, for people listening that have been, you know what it's like, that haven't been, it's long be a kind of... You imagine you're going into O2 in Sheffield. It sells out every time, 4,000 people. You go into O2 Arena and there's loads of beer... Bad beer sta- them long tables out when you're at Beer Fest in Germany, whatever it is, and Oktoberfest. And you have these big beer steins and whatever, whatever. And then on stage, you've got a bingo caller. And he's going on his own, number one, and then the song, all by myself, whatever, come on. And then someone of 69 will come on for the number 69. Anyway, everyone's dancing on tables. When you win, you win an inflatable Dermot O'Leary doll. And it's just the best night out ever. It's unreal. And it tours the Europe. It's massive. And anyway, there were no, no in a million years could I have got this job because there's one in, I think it's 4,800 people that apply. But I got the email on Sunday and I got the job. So I'm the new host of it in up north, so Manchester, Sheffield, Leeds, Liverpool, all these areas, and it's unbelievable. It's such good news. I'm, I'm buzzing about it. So anyone that has been to Bongo Bingo's ever, let us know, send us your messages, and obviously come and see us at the show, because I will be mentioning Wednesday on stage everywhere I go, and hopefully it gets our podcast a bit bigger as well. So, Joe. Magic. Great stuff. Uh, now, yeah, Joe, just, just another couple of things I just want to, uh, just want to mention. Now, obviously we've, um, Chancery announced that we'd, uh, appointed a chief operating officer. I say appointed is a bit of a loose term because he already worked at Sheffield Wednesday, didn't he? Um, do, you, do you see that as a as a step in the right direction that he's actually listening to what, what people have, uh, have have been telling him? I'm not sure it has got anything to do with that personally. Um, you know, he's, he's obviously a position that's not had someone in it. I'd, I think it could be seen as a, a step forward, but it's also a non-footballing role as well. So, you know, in, in that aspect, it's... It's not. Um, it's not like appointing a CEO. It's not like appointing a director of football or, a, you know, a role that is anything based on the field. I think that you know, Wednesday, Wednesday, he's obviously looking to get things moving with the marketing team, and I, I, I don't envy um, the chap who's gone in. Um, it's a, it's not an easy time to be doing that. You know, <laughs> increase increasing revenue when you're sort of almost two years into a global pandemic. It's a. <laughs> Not not the best of times to be doing that, but um, you know, yeah, I, I I think it can be seen as a step in the right direction. But I'll be honest, it, it's it's so far away from my realm that I I don't know. You know, I don't, I I, yeah. I I'm not I'm not going to lie to you and sort of you know talk about something that I don't understand. But you know, the the marketing aspect of the club is a is a completely different role, and um, obviously Just- he. Trust this fellow who's, who's, who's promoted. Effectively, it's a promotion. Um, yeah, for, for uh, me, I just I just think that uh, you know, Chan series just from the outside looking in, he's, he's he's trying to do everything. And if this means that it's the you know, you've got to start somewhere, aren't you? You know what I mean? He's not just going to appoint however many new people all in one go. And if it, you know, if this is seen as a as a start of him actually. Relinquishing some, um, yeah, absolutely, kind of, I agree with that. Do you know what I mean? Some, yeah. some like responsibility on, on, or putting the responsibility onto someone else rather than himself all the time. I think that's even though, yet, like you say, it's not a footballing role or anything like that. But 
maybe they're maybe they're coming later on. It's not just a it's not just an easy fix, is it? It's not just like a right. Let's no, just do it it's now. not. You can't just click your fingers and everything's fine. Like this is a it's a long process that that the that the, that the chairman's got to try and um, work at getting his head around and wrapping his wrapping things up because you know obviously fans are more disillusioned now than they've ever been. I think it's going to be really interesting for me, um, and I'm sure as COL. Um, Liam Dooley's going to have some involvement with ticketing and pricing and that is going to be that's going to be a big thing now uh, I think you know now the release list is done that's going to be the next thing because um, they've got some difficult decisions to make when it comes to the pricing for next season um, mm. and I really hope they get that right I know yeah because at the moment if the prices stay the same we're playing what premiership prices for well League One football, and that and that's that's not going to sit well with with anyone. I mean, you look. I look in. Uh, I don't know if you. I think you've spoken to him a few times. You know, the, the guy that runs the, the price of football, and he yeah. does some quite yeah. interesting stuff on there about you know finances. Yeah, he's a great, great guy. Yeah, and and he. Um, I can remember just seeing a few like some clubs. You know, ninety five percent of fans have just said, you know, just keep the money uh, for the season tickets for ne- for next season, or or they've uh, clubs have have just. You know, giving them a free season ticket for for next season, or they've done something for them and, and things like that. And you look at you look at Sheffield Wednesday and the fact that I, mean, I don't know for certain, but it seems like 75 percent of people wanted the money back. Not even not even keep the money in the club for you know. It's like it's a massive can, shift, isn't it? Yeah, you can also. I mean, there's a lot of reasons for that, though. You know, I think it would be very easy to sort of go. This is all down to the fact that everybody's annoyed and they don't want to. They don't want the the club to have the money. But it's you know, it, there's there's more to it than that. The Sheffield is a very working class city, as we know. Um, you know, Wednesday's prices are very high, as we know. Um, <laughs> yeah. So so you know, when you put those two things together, with the pandemic having hit as hard as it did, I think that you know, people asking for refunds was always going to happen. It was always going to happen because, you know, people need that money. You know, if you've lost your job and you've got you and, say, three kids or even a whole family and you've all got season tickets, that money makes money. a big difference. It's a lot of um, money, isn't it? You know, it's, it's different if you're sort of mid-20s and, you know, your job's fine. You didn't get to hit too hard by the pandemic. You know, you just go, yeah, it's fine. I'll have the, I'll have the voucher. I'll have the I follow all that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, we, we know what Wednesday's demographic is. And we know what Sheffield's like. So, you know, it's uh, I, I think for me, the the fact that they offered refunds was was vital. If they had not, because I know some clubs didn't, you know, some clubs didn't offer refunds at all. Um, yeah. But the fact that they offered, or I know I, I know there's a lot, a lot has happened since. And I know that getting the refunds has been an absolute nightmare for some people. And I know the club are, you know they're, they're trying what they can to get it done I know the system tonight and all that kind of stuff but obviously that's a conversation for a different day yeah. but um, the fact that they offered the refunds was the most important thing for me because it, it was the right thing to do you know the thing is Joe with that one I don't get is like this is what I mean about how, how simple I think things should be so this is why you can see which I see he's not like He's not. He's not that. He's not done a job before, ever. He's a multi-millionaire. But my, my, me personally, all I've said straight away is, yeah, we are going to give refunds, but um, we can't guarantee it's then or whatever, whatever. Or what we're going to do is we are going to give refunds, but some might get received it earlier than others. Or we are going to give refunds, but we're going to do it all next season at this point. Do you know what I mean? Just give it. Just like even give some 
so that it's not like we're giving refunds now and some people are getting them, some people aren't. Or just say there might be errors, there might be this, there might be that. Uh, but if some people are waiting longer, we'll only apologise. You won't get it. I don't think he realised how many people would actually take him up on that offer for refunds. I think he just put it there and then it just, you know, all of a sudden. Yeah, oh, there, there was that. And there was also the fact that the they just making, changed the point making is you just say, well. you will get your refund, but I don't know when it will be. Like, it will, we can't guarantee when it will be. And then he's that, done that won't work either, Jamie. That, that won't work either. People are going to get annoyed anyway. It's just the, yeah. the nature of things. Um, you know, it's, it's tough with refunds. <laughs> yeah, we've waited for Premiership football for long enough. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think I think like I say the refunds thing that the, the ticket in the refunds that is the next that is the next big hurdle for Wednesday and, and like I said before they they desperately need to get that right now. Yeah. Now before we uh, before we wrap things up, Joe, I'm going to put you on the spot. A bit unfair, seems that we've not uh, you know we, we don't know of any signings coming in, but. Don't ask sure. me to predict next season, please. Don't ask me to predict next no, I'm not, season. I'm, I'm not going to. I'm just, I'm, I'm just going to. I'm just going to say, what's your gut feeling, hunch, as a fan? You are you are you are you opt, are you optimistic that we're going to have a? I'm not going to say we're going to go up or anything. That we're going to have a good season, or do you think we've not hit the bottom yet? I think that we could have quite an enjoyable season next year. That's my gut feeling. I I I think there's a chance. I think the straight back up thing is. For me, possible, but I would never sort of make those kind of judgments until I've seen the squad. Yeah. I think that, you know, we, I, I was guilty of in the summer, for instance, after the summer transfer window ended, I looked at the signs and went, on paper, there's no way this team gets relegated. <laughs> you know, I, I, I've, I've yeah. been there, you know, I've, I, I looked at that side, at that thing, and I said, this has been a pretty good transfer window. I'll have that. And, you know, I think it's easy to sort of go after the first the, game. You know, people... Well, exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, I think for me, this—I I think this has got the potential to be quite an enjoyable season. Look, we didn't—I didn't watch Wednesday win many games last season. So if I can watch them win a few more, then that's yeah. all right with me. Honestly, <laughs> I, I said exactly the same thing. I, you know. Going into back our you know back end of last season, I was saying how like we got to a point where I just accepted that we were going to go down, and I was like saying that I'd, I'd actually prefer it. And actually, to be honest, next season, yeah, I'd love to bounce straight back up. Of course, I would. You know, I'd love to be playing Championship football rather than League One football next season, or watching you know at least you know watching it and what have you. But for me, like even if we finished eighth or ninth, I don't think that it would be a drastic like a, a, a failure. I mean, obviously, it depends will, on what the, in the. No, I don't think it will. I think it, you know, it depends on what the manner that we do it in. Do you know what I mean? As yeah. long as we steady that, the That's ship. what it's going to be about. I completely agree. Wednesday's season will, next season will not be about, um, for me especially, will not be about league position alone. It'll be about the, the work that is done and the way that they go about the business. And if they sort of try and go things the right way and they can get fans back on side and we still don't go up, I'm all right with that. If if the, if the the sort of the the rebuilding process starts and you can see that the, that rebuilding process has started, for me, automatic promotion is not a must. It'd be great, it'd be nice, but you know, I think it's Wednesday have got a lot. They've got to look a lot bigger than that now. I but no, I just want to say personally, if we finish eighth, there's no way we'll I'll be fighting a plane over over to do a favour for one of Wednesday fan players. Whereas if we finish <laughs> playoffs, I will. That's the difference. No, I, I I just think for me it's it's like steadying the ship. It's just about like you know yeah. 
Um, you know, let, let, let's not get any worse than what we are. It's been terrible this this season. I, I just want to, you know, I want to first of all get in the ground, uh, watch some half decent football, and like you said, like you just said there, Joe, just celebrate a win. Like you know what I mean? I've, I've just been so. I tell you what, this mate. Season. I tell you what, the football being played under Darren Moore, even though the results haven't been great, the football on a purely purely footballing level has been so much more enjoyable to watch. So, you know, that's a start. Well, it weren't hard, though, if comparing it against, like, Tony Pulis, for example. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, I'm just going uh, to wrap it up there. Joe, thank you very much for, uh, for agreeing to come on. I'm sure it's not, you know, not going to be the last time you, uh, you come on and, and have a chat with us. Uh, you know, really, you know, thanks for, uh, for spending your time to, to talk to us. No worries at all. No worries at all. Hopefully, we've got plenty more happy things to talk about next year. Fingers, uh, fingers crossed. So, uh, Cheers, Jamie, have you got anything else that you want to uh, want to say before we go? Um, yeah, just the patrons again before we do go. Just thanks to patrons again. And um, we said from day one it weren't always about money, and it's not. It's still not about money. Like without sounding like dickheads, if we get hundred people patrons, it's not going to. We're not going to be billionaires. You know what I mean? It's just going to cover because we're not about spending this on a studio, that on a studio, and it's it's not free. And we only do it because we love doing it, and we're still doing it now because we love doing it. But that that really will help. So we appreciate it all. Thank you very much. Yeah, you'll you'll actually sound a lot better than sound like a Dalek at times. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and then with you, and then at least, and then at least when we're listening to you, we can actually fast we can fast forward a bit and stuff like that if we've got thing here when we've got when we've got proper recordings in place. <laughs> <laughs> no worries right uh, again thank you very much for, for listening if you do enjoy this podcast please leave a rating or a review uh, we do really appreciate it by the way we've just t- tipped over 50 reviews on uh, Apple Podcasts so uh, yeah do keep them coming only if they're 5 star as well by the way Not none of these 1s or 2s <laughs> magic great stuff thank you very much and uh, yeah see you later days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com this podcast is proud to be part of the talk sport fan network talk sport powered by fans